Luke 23, verse 33. When they came to a place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Today in Jerusalem, there are two places that have been claimed as Golgotha, or the Skull. One is an ornate church, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, shared by seven different Orthodox and Catholic churches. This church dates back to the 4th century and was identified as the site where Jesus died by Constantine's mother, Helena. There is so much more to unpack about all of this. I suggest you consider going on our Holy Land trip. This church is amazing, but it is crowded. It is very ornate. It is stuffy in places, like caves in places, and it is overrun by the religious traditions that are housed there. While it may have been the place, scholarship is still working on evidence and arguments, it doesn't feel much like a place where Jesus might have been crucified and buried. The other place is called the Garden Tomb, and when you go there, it is still a garden. It was purchased in 1894 and has since been excavated and made to look like a garden again. At one place, you climb a short series of steps and find yourself on a lookout, looking over the back fence onto a bus station. The guide, invariably a Christian believer who is donating their time and energy to the place, directs your eyes to the hill above the bus station. If you are a little creative, you can see what looks like a skull in the hill. While the first sight may be more historically accurate, everything within you wants the second to be the place because it feels much more authentic. Regardless of which site Jesus may have been in, the story and meaning remains with this text. As he came to the place called Golgotha, they nailed him to the cross. This would have been an excruciating process, and one not to be underplayed. Can you imagine the physical pain of having a large nail? It would feel like a railroad spike to us, being driven into the bones of your wrist. All this after taking the lashes and beatings from the Romans, and having to carry, at least for a portion of the time, the crossbeam of the instrument to which they now nail you? It is as painful and gruesome as we can imagine. Luke seems to breeze past the physical situation and simply says that there were criminals who were crucified with him, one on either side. This does not mean the physical suffering was less, but it could mean that Luke did not think the physical suffering was the most important aspect of that day. Rather, it seems the author believes the words from the cross and the context in which they were uttered to be very important, as he spends more time on them. Take a moment today to consider the physical suffering of Jesus for you. As Jesus was fully human, the physicality of this experience would have been the same for you or I as it was for him. While the entirety of our emphasis, like Luke, should not be on the physical suffering, it was certainly something that we should consider when it comes to the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. Have you ever suffered physically for someone? Moms, this is obvious for you. And thank you. What was that like? Would you do it again? What made it worth it? How do you feel when someone gives up their seat for you on public transportation? Hardly the same thing as suffering. But there is a small sacrifice. How does it make you feel when this happens? Does thinking about the physical suffering that Jesus went through give you a more urgent perspective on the sacrifice Jesus made for you? What is also important when thinking about not just the physical sacrifice that Jesus made, but also the spiritual sacrifice? <laughs>